0: This is a CBC Podcast.
1: Hey, this is AC. The Doc Project will not be coming back in the fall. So this summer, we're bringing you some of our favorite episodes since the show began back in 2015. This episode originally aired in May of 2018. So I was sitting at
2: my desk at work. It was like an August day last summer. I'm on Facebook looking for story ideas, looking for great photos, and I went on this page um, where Nova Scotians just share, like, beautiful things. So it's often pictures of their pets or the outdoors. And this video came across my feed.
1: Hey, I'm Macy Rowe. This is The Doc Project. And that is Emma Smith. She's a CBC reporter based in Halifax. The video that Emma is talking about... You're actually listening to it right now. You're hearing a windy beach, and if you lean in, you can hear a man whistling. So Emma is at her desk, and she sees this video. And I just press
2: play, and at the beginning, I didn't know what was going on. You just see a man walking. But then, like everybody else who watches this video, it dawned on me what he was doing, and tears kind of came into my eyes my colleagues next to me, I'm trying to look like I maybe had allergies or something, but I was just kind of quietly sobbing at my desk.
1: Um, yeah. Okay, so we have posted this video on our website. So if you want to see it right now, you can That's cbc.ca slash doc You don't need to see the video to understand the story we're about to tell you, but if you do watch it, don't worry. It won't give anything away, because our story starts with the video, but really, it's about everything that led up to the moment it was taken and what happened next. How two strangers were brought together by chance, just when they needed each other the most. Okay, back to that windy Cape Breton beach.
0: and he gets her. Well, he's taking care of the love of his life and he's so happy. He does it with a cheerful spirit. He loves her so much. He loves her so much, Mito. Hmm?
2: The woman whispering right there is Beulah Chandler. She's talking to her seven-year-old daughter, Methel. The shot shows a cloudless day in late August. A long sandy beach stretches out of the frame. You can't see them because they're behind the camera, but mother and daughter are sprawled out on a beach blanket. Beulah has her phone propped up, and she's slyly filming a man. The man is in his early 70s wearing an orange ball cap, black pants, and a blue button t-shirt. he is only a few feet
0: away, helping his wife. There he is, like, picking up all the stuff and uh, moving the chair to help his wife. And he's whistling as he's going along.
2: Wife and husband are around the same age. But where he seems sturdy, she's thin and bundled. She's holding on to an oxygen
0: tank. So there he is, helping her up. He's got her. And just slowly moving her. And he just sits her down, tucks her in, and then goes back to get the chair again. He moves the second chair probably 10 to 12 feet. It's just enough uh, time for her to catch her breath and rest a little.
2: The man in the video repeats this pattern again and again. He moves one chair, goes back to his wife helps her get up and, holding each other, walks her slowly to the next chair and lowers her into it. Then he goes back and gets the other chair and takes it further up the beach. Repeat, a slow, careful leapfrog, chair to chair, up the beach. This continues until the couple makes it to a gravel path where cars are parked. When Beulah got home, she posted the nearly four-minute video to Facebook. In the caption, she wrote that she was blessed to witness a part of the couple's love story, but she had no idea who they were. By the time I saw it, Beulah's video had 37,000 views and hundreds of comments and shares. I didn't know it then, but there was a reason, out of all the people on the beach that day, Beulah was the one to notice this act of love and kindness. There was a reason she was so moved by it that she filmed it. Because Beulah and the man in the video both have a connection to that beach. One rooted in love and family and loss. And it's why she was there that day. Beulah lives about three and a half hours from Halifax, 30 minutes up the coast from the Kanzo Causeway in the town of Port Hood. There are about 1,200 year-round residents, but more people flock here in summer because Port Hood has five beautiful beaches. A sign on the way into town proudly declares Port Hood the beach capital of Cape Breton. Hey, Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, come on in. What are you
1: making?
2: I arrived at Beulah and her husband Gary's house just as the sun was setting. When I stepped inside their 180-year-old home, I was greeted by the smell of fresh baking. Beulah had a cookbook open on the kitchen table to a biscuit recipe that she swears by.
0: Um, I've never been able to make biscuits until this recipe. (laughs) I know that sounds funny, but honestly, I think I tried it twice and we ended up throwing them twice because they were disgusted. So I'm going to put these in the oven and hope they rise. Hopefully. I had to set my timer on. If not, we'll smell them when they burn.
2: (laughs) Beulah's in her mid-40s. She has reddish-brown hair that falls just past her shoulders. She wears braces and laughs easily. As we waited for the biscuits, hoping they didn't burn she told me the story behind the video
0: i go to the beach every day it's almost blasphemous to not go to the beach right (laughs) so we have five beautiful beaches but mine is the nicest
2: the day beulah took the video was august 28th 2017. that day beulah had gone down to her favorite beach with her daughter mathel It's officially called Government Wharf Beach because of the long wharf where crowds of fishing boats used to launch. But anyone who knows Beulah has another name for it.
0: Beulah's Beach. All my friends are going to be laughing when they hear this because everybody knows it's my beach. Even when I uh, describe it, they'll say, oh, that's your beach. She remembers that day had
2: the perfect beach weather. Beulah and Maythal had their towels laid out and that's when they saw him, the man from the video.
0: When I seen what he was doing, I thought, oh my goodness, I have to record this to show Gary because he won't believe me, right? Like this is how a man loves a woman. Look at how patient and he's whistling and he's happy. Why did you reach for your phone? Why was that your instinct to kind of record it? It was just so precious, right? And here he was slowing down and showing her kindness. Like he was, didn't have a care in the world. Like that was what he was created for, just to help her along and make sure, you know, that she was taken care of.
2: The husband and wife appear to have no idea they're being filmed. Or that they're about to become internet darlings. I asked Beulah if it occurred to her that he might see the video. And she said no. She never really realized it would take off. But he did see it.
3: Some people asked me, were you upset about the privacy part? I said, well, not really, I said.
2: This uh, is Duncan Gillis, uh, the man okay, in the video.
3: Because there's a lot worse things people could be watching on, on that internet than me helping my wife. You know, a few years back, I had hurt, and a year later I had stroke. And my wife was straight by my side through all of that for two or three years before I got kind of better and back on my feet. So I think it comes to when you love somebody, that's what you do.
2: A friend of Duncan's eventually saw the video and tagged him in it. Beulah and Duncan connected briefly over Facebook, but they never met.
3: Yeah. So where do I go from now, Okay, start let's up? start. So I would. um.
2: The morning after I met Beulah, I drove to meet Duncan. Duncan is a Cape Bretoner too. He lives about 40 minutes away from her, just outside Port Hawkesbury. His house is at the end of a long driveway, just off a busy highway. It's surrounded by trees with lots of space to garden. Duncan sat in a blue recliner in the corner of his living room, and I sat across from him in a rocking chair by a large picture window. Outside... The sun was bright and a robin hung out in a bush in the front yard. Duncan and his wife Kathy were married for 48 years, and they were inseparable. The two were always together. One of their favorite things to do was go to Kaylee's. You know, those good old-fashioned Cape Breton get-togethers with lots of music and dancing. Duncan performed with his guitar, and Kathy, she clapped along. But the beach was always Kathy's favorite place to go
3: together. She loved the water. She loved the waves. She loved the calmness of the water when it was calm. And she loved putting her feet in the water. And she used to, now and then, be throwing those stones in the water to see if she could make them bounce on the water.
2: Duncan and Kathy met in 1966. In a photo from those early days, Kathy is wearing a stylish pink dress that hugs her waist and flows out at the knees. Her brown hair is pinned up high above her head. She was a tiny woman and quiet, Duncan says, except when she was on the dance floor.
3: She loved dancing. I think the dancing brought us together because we loved the rock and roll. We'd be the first ones on the floor and the last ones leaving the floor. That was the big thing that got us together, I think, was the dancing. And after that, everything else fell in place.
2: Duncan and Kathy got married in 1969 and eventually moved to Port Hawkesbury and raised three sons. Duncan built their home all on his own. He admits he was a bit out of his depth with the project and largely relied on popular mechanics books to figure out what to do. Several years ago, Kathy was diagnosed with a form of lung disease called idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. For the last year, she needed an oxygen tank 24-7. But still, she and Duncan would head to the beach. When she got too weak to walk from the car to the water in one go, Duncan came up with the chair system, the one from the video. Eventually, when Kathy couldn't leave the house anymore... Her family put her bed right by the window in the living room so she could look outside and watch the birds and the cars. As I sit across from Duncan, I'm in the same spot where Kathy's bed used to be.
3: Home care was here, and home care came and kind of washed her up a bit, and when they were finished, they asked me to come and help her set her up in the bed. We did that, and I guess it wasn't 30 seconds went by when... Kind of seen the life kind of fade out of her. All my boys were here. So we were all by her side as she passed away that morning, March 7th. Going to miss her. It's hard to get used to. Be in the kitchen, I'll be all hollering, asking her something, and she's not there to answer. I go to bed and she's not there. It's a big bed. And I, yeah, I go to the grocery store and... Looking for groceries that she needs, and she doesn't need them anymore.
2: The last time Duncan and Kathy went to the beach, it was bitter, cold, and the shore was frozen. Kathy was too weak to get out of the car, so Duncan parked by the rocks, and the two of them sat there, looking out at the water. Duncan hasn't been to the beach since. And have you watched the video recently?
3: I guess oh, after talking to you, I I watched it again. And I'll never delete it, because that's a part of her that will always be with me. It will be, be a nice memory for me. I guess when I watch it now, my only wish would be that We could go for another walk. But I guess that's not going to happen.
2: The couple never brought a camera when they went to the beach, so they don't have any photos. Duncan told me the video that Beulah took that day is really the only record he has of Kathy at the beach. That beach, Government Wharf Beach, where Kathy loved to go and Duncan loved to take her... Like I said earlier, that beach is special to Beulah, too. And this is why. That beach is where her son, Joel, spent the last day of his life.
0: It was actually the sound of the siren that woke us, and I woke up, and I knew immediately. So I tried texting him, and he wouldn't respond. So I, I got up out of bed, and I... Holler to his brothers. So I said, text Joel, he's not answering me. So his brother said he's not answering us. And within moments, I got a call from Gary's niece saying there was an accident on the shore Road. Joel was in it.
2: On July 22nd, 2013, four years before Beulah took the video of Duncan and Kathy, her 20-year-old son Joel was at the beach with his girlfriend and a bunch of their friends. Later, the group were on their way to a bonfire. There were seven of them, all packed into a five-seat Toyota Echo. When the car went off the road and flipped over, everyone but the driver was thrown from the car.
0: We found him eventually. We had gone to the road, and they said, No, no, he survived. He's still alive. Um, He's at the fire hall. So Gary grabbed me. And I remember it being such a beautiful, beautiful night. It was just a summer night where it was warm and the stars were out. And uh, we got in the van and we went up to the fire hall and the paramedics were there and they said, No, no, you can't be here. And Carrie said, It's my son. So he broke through and he looked in the back and sure enough, he came out and he said, It's Joel. It's Joel so uh, I remember pressing my face up against the window of the ambulance and we prayed prayed for uh, Joel to have one more chance and they had to transfer him from the ambulance to the helicopter so um, they told me they said well you're gonna have a window where you can touch him so when he came out the first thing I seen were his feet so they were so warm and so beautiful, and like, when you have a baby, it's one of the very first things you do is count each tiny little toe and kiss them, and I kissed each one of them, and they uh, tasted like salt, probably from salt water from swimming all day, and then uh, I moved up to his head, and I told him, I said, I love you, Joel, and I said, I love you, and I'll see you, you know, later. So we left to go to Halifax, but Joel didn't make it. He, uh, <laughs> he didn't make it off the ground. So, But I, we were so thankful that we got to see him one last time.
2: The wharf and the beach, this was Joel's happy place, much like it was Kathy's. The day that Beulah took the video of Duncan and Kathy was August 28th, what would have been Joel's 25th birthday. That's why she and her daughter Mathil were
0: there. Oh, that's the biscuits.
2: Remember how earlier when I arrived at Beulah's house she was making biscuits? Well, she was making them for Duncan they had finally decided to meet for the first time. With the biscuits baked to perfection, I asked Beulah how she's feeling about the meeting.
0: Hopefully things will go smooth. I think there'll probably be a few laughs, hopefully, probably a few tears as well. He's, he's pretty, I think he's pretty excited to be doing this. So It's so sweet. Um, anything to fill the void, right? Because there's a huge void left when so many love passes. What do you know about him? What have you learned about him? Absolutely nothing, except that maybe he likes a good kitchen party. Uh, He likes to play guitar and sing, which would be really nice.
2: On a sunny morning in March, Beulah and Gary drove to Duncan's, and they let me meet them there.
3: That didn't take long. (laughs) So this is Beulah and Gary. (laughs) Come on in.
0: Nice to meet you.
3: you? (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing, sir? Good. Pleased to meet you. Here's some goodies. So, this is Beulah. (laughs) His uh, beach (laughs) docker.
0: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Gonna come in and sit down?
0: Come on. Is this your wife, Kathy, there?
3: That's Kathy there, yeah. Nice, huh? She was beautiful.
0: No, you're not too shabby there, Duncan.
3: (laughs) Huh?
2: (laughs) We all settled in the living room. Beulah and Gary on the sofa. Duncan in his chair and me in the chair by the window
3: what made you decide to tape us because uh-huh. that was that that happened when we were leaving you started whistling Probably. Uh,
0: but I noticed what you were doing and it's like oh my goodness like like I was saying to Gary if that was me I'd be dragging you I said, I probably wouldn't have, yeah, I wouldn't have even taken to the beach, and here you are, just patiently, oh, I just thought it was so beautiful, so I thought, I'm going to videotape this and show Gary, right? So Kathy must have really appreciated having a kind-hearted husband.
3: Well, we were good together. Yeah. It's not our roses, you know, <laughs> but it shows that things can work out, and as time goes on, things do get yeah. easier and, and better and more enjoyable, and, and then you appreciate yeah. every day. Mm-hmm.
0: So did she get to see the video? Oh, yes. And um, What did she think?
3: She thought she liked it.
0: Did she, or did she think it was an awful thing for no, videotaping no, private it. moments?
3: <laughs> no, she liked it, and uh, every now and then, she'd say, we get any hits? <laughs>
2: Hard to believe it, but this meeting, it was March 26th, just over two weeks since Kathy's death. With Duncan's grief so fresh, Beulah didn't say much about Joel. Instead, she and Gary listened.
3: Kathy always wanted to be close, that she could get her feet in the water, but by that time, she was worried about getting too cold. eh? Uh, I think she could always think that she was anywhere in the universe, anywhere in the world.
2: After catching up in the living room, we all moved to the kitchen.
3: and have a good Cape Breton cup of tea.
2: Duncan prepared an impressive spread. There are Beulah's biscuits, date squares, homemade apple jelly, meat, and cheese. And as we settle in to eat, Duncan tells us how Kathy often picked out songs she heard on the radio or TV for him to learn. And he picks up his guitar.
3: Okay. I got a no blue shirt and it suits me just fine. I like the way it feels so I wear it all the time. I got a no guitar, whatever. As I
2: watched the three of them sing along together, these people who not long ago were barely more than strangers. It strikes me. That day on the beach, Beulah was marking what would have been her son's 25th birthday. And on what could have been a really hard day, Duncan gave her a gift. And he didn't even know he was doing it. He showed her something beautiful. And in return, first by taking the video and then by being here today, Beulah, she's giving him a gift
3: too. Never Stuff that works, stuff that holds It
0: was nice that I was part of the your story um,
3: And, and you yeah. part of mine too yeah. We're intertwined yeah. now to help Forever, yeah. Gary right. <laughs> <laughs> The kind of stuff you reach for when you fall
2: My plan for after this meeting was to go to the beach, the one where Duncan brought Kathy, where Joel spent his last days, and where Beulah goes to remember him. It's not beach weather. It's sunny, but really cold. I'm about to leave when I ask Duncan if he'd like to come with me. He says yes. So we jump in the car and drive past the Kanzo Causeway, and along the same stretch of road, I drove the night before to Beulah's. We pull up to the beach, and I park on an empty street on a hill above the water. We get out of the car and make our way down. It's strange. Though I've seen this beach dozens of times in the video, I've never been here before. And now I'm tracing Kathy's steps.
3: All kinds of little small pebbles and whatnot here. Glass and seashells and the whatever.
2: wind is freezing, Not but Duncan you. doesn't seem to mind. He scans the shore before bending down to pick up a small, milky white piece of glass. He puts it in his
3: pocket. I probably parked right about here. So I told her to stay put, and I got the chair started. Then I come and got her with her oxygen. And I would go maybe... To 10, 15 steps at a time. We're going to walk it now.
1: That doc was produced by Emma Smith. It was mixed and edited by me, AC Rowe, and was originally broadcast in May of 2018. These days, Beulah is busy with her grandkids, and Duncan has moved to a smaller place. The two of them are still in touch. You can find the video Beulah took of Duncan and Kathy on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash docprojectcbc. It's also on our website, cbc.ca slash docproject. There we have photos of Beulah and Duncan at their first meeting, plus a link to Beulah's favorite foolproof biscuit recipe. This episode of The Doc Project was produced by Julia Poggle, Allison Cook, Kelly Anderson, and me, our digital producer was Craig Dessen, and our senior producer was Jennifer Warren. Special thanks this week to our intern, Michaela Van Kooten. I'm AC Rowe. Thanks for listening.
3: For more CBC podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.